Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your two hands. Father, we worship you today. Mm. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah, Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Mighty warriors
we bless you tonight. Every promise, every word that you have spoken to us through revelation, through the Rima word, through the written word, the logos. Father, you are up to your word. All your promises are yes and they are amen. Tonight, I pray that you release your presence upon us. Give us a cause to lift your name tonight. Thank you for your blessing upon us. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Take your seat. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 4. It's going to be interesting tonight. Luke chapter 4 verse 18 and verse 19. Because I want to, I want to, you know, that's the way I teach foundational scripture. So this is going to be our foundational scripture because there is something that worries me a lot. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To the poor. Then I realized that the first assignment of the anointing is to not to save the, 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 the what we call it, a sinner. The first assignment of the anointing is not to heal the sick. The first assignment of the anointing is to preach the gospel to the poor. Telling the poor that, that there is hope for you. That you don't have to be, to be poor anymore. That you don't have to be locked up in poverty anymore. Because we saw yesterday that the destruction of the poor man is his poverty. And Poverty is more destructive than anything. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to make a statement. And the statement is this. Jesus did ministry with the rich for the poor. Jesus did ministry with the rich. In other words, you really can't do much if you are surrounded by just poor people. He did ministry with the rich for the poor. So the first thing Jesus spoke about, he said, he said, he said, I am anointed to deliver the poor because I understand that ministry as it is on this earth can be done with the rich for the poor. You want to understand? This is my personal Bishop Alote, Dominic Alote's interpretation. The good Samaritan the first people that passed by were the Levites. You remember the story? And the Levites saw the, the man wounded and bruised and left him. You can say anything you want to say about it, but listen to my interpretation. The priest also passed by and saw the man and the Bible says he, he also left. But the Samaritan was riding on a donkey. The two righteous men were passing 
It mean, in other means, they were walking. How do I carry a sick man? How do I carry a sick man on my back? So I feel pity for you, but I can't help you. I, I feel your predicament. I want to help you, but I don't have the means. All of them passed by, but the Bible said, as for the good Samaritan, the Bible says he was riding on a donkey. Now, in those days, the donkeys were the most expensive vehicle. And he carried the man, put the man in the, on the back of the donkey, drove the man to the town, put the man in a hotel, paid for it. I'm trying to share with you tonight that Jesus did ministry with the rich for the poor. Because when you study the word of God, you're going to realize that the people that stood with Jesus and his ministry were these women. These women. And one of them was the, the, uh, 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 Suzanne, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward. Do you know who Herod is? Herod was the most wealthiest man in Israel. He was a governor. If you go to Israel up to today, we are told about all the properties that this man built. Then we are told that the last temple that was broken down was built by Herod. And the wife of this rich man, the husband, was the steward of Herod, whose wife was part of Jesus' entourage. I want you to follow me. When Jesus hung on the cross, all the prayer people disappeared. All the big conquerors disappeared. It was Joseph of Arimathea. The Bible says that this man was a rich man, a noble man that went boldly before Pilate. And the Bible says that he requested for the body of Jesus. There, there are certain places poor people can enter. Number two. Let's go to Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter number 9. Verse 27. The Bible said, Therefore you delivered them when they sin against God. Man of God, I, I want you to just, just I, 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 I just want you to get a hold of this mystery. Get a hold of this mystery. When they sinned, he delivered them. That is the story of the book of Judges. Every time they were delivered, the judge who delivered them will, will hold them for a while. And when he dies, they go back and they do the same thing. And then they go back to bondage. And that was the story for years. And so Nehemiah was saying some of these things and the Bible says that 
Therefore, you delivered them unto the hand of their enemies who vexed them in a time of their trouble when they cried unto thee. Thou heard them from heaven according to your manifold mercies and you gave them saviors. One of the greatest gifts you can have in your life is for God to send you a savior. When you are sick, you need a healing savior. When you are demon possessed, you need a deliverer. When you are broke, you need a financial deliverer. God, when you cry unto God, I want you to hear me. When you cry to God, one of the easiest things God will do for you is to send you a deliverer. That deliverer carries a message. He has an instruction and he carries an anointing. I want you to get it. Read your Bible, man of God, and you're going to realize that every time people cried unto God, God will send them a deliverer. Sometimes either he will send a deliverer to them or he will send them to a deliverer. He said, uh, he, he said to uh, uh, the gentleman in Act of Apostles, he said, your prayers and your arms giving has come before God as a memorial. Therefore, send men to Joppa and look for a house by name Tenor. The man there is called Simon the Tenor. He said, there is a man there called Peter. When he comes, he will tell you where's. In other words, why is it that the angel did not preach? The greatest gift this weekend here. I am here as a savior, a deliverer. The instructions I give you are key. I want you to hear me because the anointing doesn't work without you connecting to the instructions. Every messenger carries a message. Within the message is an instruction. The anointing never works without you obeying the instructions of the messenger. So Elijah said, make for me first. It was an instruction in a message. Elijah said, what do you have in your house? Go and borrow. It was an instruction and you realize that when they look up to the instructions, the anointing starts flowing. Most of the time, the anointing doesn't work in people because they don't. Let me say this. The anointing is not in a church. The anointing is on a man. When a man comes here, he comes with the anointing. The Bible said we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Some of us are so bent on, on the vessel than the treasure in a vessel. When you go out to buy a tin of milk, you don't buy a container. You buy, am I talking to somebody here? But you take care of the container because without you taking care of the container, you cannot enjoy the contents in the container.
It's going to be good. Poverty is bondage. That's why Jesus' anointing was to bring people out of poverty. We have many forms of poverty. Some people are mentally poor. Others are physically poor. Say so you have, you have uh, ill health or poor health. That is physically you are poor in your health. Then we have others who are spiritually poor. Of all the poverty, the best one is spiritual poor, poverty. Because when you are spiritually poor, you run after God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. It didn't say blessed are the poor in their pocket. We read that scripture and we turn it around meaning that God, Jesus said it's good to be poor because blessed are the poor. But he said blessed are the poor in spirit. He explained what kind of poverty he's talking about. Because when you are poor in something, you want to run to get it. When you are poor academically, you want to go to school. Mentally, you want to train yourself. When you are poor in ill health, you want to regain your health. Whatever you are poor in. So Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. He didn't say blessed are the poor in your pocket. Then the Bible didn't say that uh, I'm anointed to, 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 to heal the sick. First, he said, I'm anointed to preach the gospel to the poor because the poor doesn't need physical healing. He needs a word that to take him out of his poverty. Tonight, we'll do both. The word and the anointing. I will never share anything with you that I've never experienced. Anything I'm saying, I'm saying to you tonight is because I've experienced it. So I have I have a lot of confidence in the message that God has given me tonight. And I believe that somebody is about to be blessed tonight. Who am I talking to tonight? Lift up your hand and shout, I am the one. I'm not here, come on, shout, I am the one. Watch this. We speak about Jesus forgiving sins. He heals the sick. But we hardly talk about the fact that he also came for our poverty. The Bible says that for he was, he was made to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we will become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's the first work of the cross. Redemption. The next work of the cross, the Bible says that, that, that he took our sicknesses on his body. And by whose stripes we are healed. Number two. So he took care of what? Of what? Our sicknesses. Physical infirmities. He was bruised. The, then the Bible says that for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That even though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. That you through his poverty. My, my, one of my books is entitled, Was Jesus Really Poor? The Bible says he became poor. But, but was the man really poor? He became because he was comparing the life that Jesus lived in heaven to what he lived on the earth. He was very poor. 
Because he's coming from a place where the streets are made of gold. But here, he came here, this filthy place. But was he really poor? Look at the women that followed him. Then look at the house. Read your Bible. The Bible says that he went into Capernaum. And the Bible says it was written in the word of God from the book of Isaiah. That, that this man will come and then he will come and live in the, in, in the land of Zebulon by the seaside. So I realized Jesus had a house by the seaside. The next thing is that the man was so wealthy that you can remove the roof of his house. And it, 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 it didn't mean anything because it, the compound was big. So where he had the meetings were not a sleeping place. It was the church. I'm trying to put something across you. So that if you have this mindset that because you are a Christian, poverty is a vow that you must take. Then in the name of Jesus, you, you will cancel that vow. I cancel that vow. I, am I talking to somebody here? I cancel that vow. Look at the garment that this man wore. The man was so influential that he could say in Jerusalem... Go and tell the good man of the house that I want to come and live. I want to come and have dinner in his house. Do you think that a poor man who is unknown can tell somebody here in Accra, the richest man in Accra, that want to come and eat, prepare me one of your dining rooms where I want to come and have supper. Do you think that is possible? No. I'm provoking you tonight. I'm provoking to you tonight. I want you to understand tonight that it is never the will of God. It can never be the will of God. It has never been the will of God for any of God's children to live a poor life because poverty is very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. Death, death, as we know it, can Put your children, it will put you to shame. And when you live in debt, you teach your children how to lie. Because when the phone rings and the person you owe is on the other side of the line, you're going to tell your son, tell him I'm not here. You a righteous man. You are teaching your child how to lie. Because of poverty. Recently, it was in Sunyani that this man hung himself. Early in the morning, debtors were coming to the house, about five of them. He went inside. The, the embarrassment was so much that he went into the, the living room, locked the door behind him, and hung himself. He hung himself. And, and after a while, when they realized he was not coming out, they forced the door open, and the man had hung himself because of death. It will never be your story. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? I say, it will never be your story. As a matter of fact, can you stand on your feet? Stand with me. Lift up your hand and say, in the name of Jesus, poverty will never be my story. I'm, I'm, I'm not hearing, come on, shout and say, poverty shall never be my story. 
in the name of Jesus I am blessed my hands are blessed everything I touch is blessed in the name of Jesus the son of the living God can you shout amen somebody take your seat take your seat now let's get into the message proper I'm going to teach you about eight things you need to understand if you want to live a poverty free life I said to you the other day that loving God means nothing some of you may be angry with me but it's true you know why because the love of God is unconditional God's love is unconditional but God's promises have conditions attached so you loving God doesn't mean anything that's why Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Because you loving me will not do anything for you if you are not keeping my word. Are you getting me tonight? Are, are you here tonight? I'm not here. Are you here tonight? I'm not here. Are you here tonight? I'm not here. Are you here tonight? So the Bible said, the blessing of the Lord make it rich. The blessing of the Lord make it rich. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, that tells us that if the blessing of God is over your life, it's just a matter of time. It, it, you have no choice. The blessing of God is not cheap. You have to court the blessing of God. You have to live a lifestyle. The, the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 28, it says, if you do all these things, if you obey my word, then I will command my blessing to come upon you. It, it tells you that the blessing of God, here people say, as for you, God has blessed you. And I, and I tell them all the time that if it is cheap, everybody will have it. No. There is prices involved in walking under open heaven. Otherwise, your heaven will be shut. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to someone? So, all of us are blessed. We are blessed. That is what we call positional truth. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. That's positional. All of us. We are all, we are all children of Abraham. But then we have what we call experiential truth. Experiential truth is what you experience. Positional truth is what Jesus did for you on the Calvary cross. So you can, you can, you can be a believer and walk in sickness. Even though he paid for your sickness. In other words, positionally you have this. But experientially you haven't experienced it yet. The same way. With what I'm teaching tonight. You are blessed. We shout it. We sing it. We, and, and year after year. You remain the same. Why? Because you are yet to experience. What the blessing of God is. It, it make it rich. That is, that is it. And he, does, he never has sorrow. In other words. When the blessing of God is upon your life. Life becomes easier. When people struggle, you take things easy. The favor of Yahweh will locate you anywhere. When the blessing of God is upon your life, it takes you from the back of the line and puts you in the front of the line. Am I talking to somebody here? When the blessing of 
God is upon your life. I'm telling you, you, know, you may not be educated like others. You may not be sophisticated like others. But there is something about you that attracts wealth. Lift up your right hand and shout, I receive this. I'm not here. Come on, lift up your hand and shout, I receive it. I'm not here. Lift up your hand loudly and shout, I receive it. Receive the blessing of God tonight. Receive the favor of God tonight. I said, receive the favor of God tonight. I pull you from the back of the line to the front of the line tonight. I decree by the word of the Lord that wealth is finding you. Wealth is finding you. I decree by the word of the Lord that the work of your hands shall be blessed. Come on, somebody receive it. Receive it today in the name of Jesus. You will never be broke again. You will never be poor again. You will never remain the same again. Your family will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus, I speak scholarships for your children. I speak scholarships for your children. Where others struggle, you will not struggle. Where others die, you will never die. I cancel premature death out of your life tonight. Can I have a believer shout amen? Take your seat. Ooh. My God. My God, you have to experience the blessing. You need to say to yourself, I must experience the blessing. I'm not, I'm not the, the louder you say it, the more it will come to you. It's moving in the atmosphere right now. Come on, I say it's, it's here, it's flowing in the atmosphere. Come on, shout it, I receive it. I'm not here, come on, shout, I receive it. I'm not here. Come on, shout and receive it. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy the blessing of Yahweh upon your life. You will never be the tail, you shall be above. You will never be beneath, you shall be above. You will never beg for anything. Your children shall never beg. In the land of the living, you will not keep on renting forever. I see God making you a landlord. I see God making you a landlady. I see you owning property in the city of Accra and around the world. In the name of Jesus, your desire shall come to pass. I decree by the word of the Lord that premature death, Maya Kasopa, premature death shall never be your portion. When you get out in the morning, you shall come back home. I decree by the word of the Lord that what frightens other people shall never frighten you. Are you here tonight? Stand on your feet and give God a mighty clap offering. Oh my God. Take your seat. Abraham was blessed in cattle, in silver, and in gold. The Bible says in Genesis 24, verse 1, the man was well stricken in age, and the Lord has blessed him in all things. In all things, the Lord has blessed him in all things. The Lord has blessed him in all things. You are blessed in all things, and it shall manifest. Or oh, I say, it, it will manifest. I am sorry for those who are not your friends right now. Because very soon people are going to beg you for your complimentary card. 
I, I, I spoke to some businesswoman here. Who is this businesswoman? I want you to take an offering and run to the altar and drop that offering in the altar. They'll be queuing for your complimentary card. Was blessed. Ooh. Seize this moment. Seize this moment. God has sent a deliverer your way. Seize this moment. I said, seize this moment. And tap into the oil tonight. Am I, am I talking to somebody here? Jacob was so blessed. The Bible said that, can you imagine? The man, the brain was working like something. That genetically, he was able to genetically code the animals together. Genetic engineering. Today, it will take you maybe six years of formal education to learn about genetic engineering. But God touched the brain of the man. Just the brain of the... God touched his brain. And he was able to do what people take six years to do today in the book of Genesis. That is what we call a blessing. And by that creative ideas and that innovative ideas, the Bible tells us that the, the, the sons of Liban said unto Jacob, he said, Jacob have taken all that belongs to our fathers and of our father's wealth have we got all this glory. Do you know that the first time the word glory is mentioned in the Bible was in Genesis 31. And the word glory is the word kabo, and it means wealth. How do you talk about you are covered with the glory of God and you are poor? Read your Bible. You know what Joseph said to his brethren? He said, go and show my father of all my glory in Egypt. All my glory in Egypt. It tells you that when we talk about the glory, we are not just talking about some cloud. Come on, put your hands together. May the Lord give you your own. I'm not, I said, may the Lord give you your own. I prophesy over somebody. By the time this year comes to an end, you will have your own keys to your own house. Somebody is building your dream house right now. Am I talking to a believer here? It will come to you very easily. Take your seat. Mm, 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 mm. So was Isaac. The Bible says the man was so blessed that the Philistines envied him. You know what I find out about? It doesn't matter where you are. You can be in Tumbuktu. If the blessing is upon you, you prosper there. I say you prosper there. Otherwise, <laughs> how do we prosper in New York? Huh? The New York, the big apple. They said it is only the strong that survives. When people get to New York, huh, after a few weeks, they leave and they go to either Virginia or Maryland or Atlanta. A friend of mine was telling uh, 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 apostle today and a friend of mine visited me and he saw a small portion of land we bought in those days for parking the land was $500,000 and 
it was a gas station, so it was messed up with gas. And we have to remediate the land. We paid $300,000 to just clean the land, and we pay about $450,000 to pay the back taxes. And then he said to me, are you folks crazy? I said, no, this is New York. He said, he said, he said if you are in North Carolina, 500000 will give you, they will beg you to take acres. I said, that's why I don't live in North Carolina. I live in New York City. Come on, shout amen. When the blessing of God is over your life, you can choose to live anywhere. And you will never be threatened. Your life will never be threatened. You'll be able to afford anything. I, I came to speak to somebody that you will live in Accra and survive in Accra. You will live in East Legon and you will have the best of the houses. Am I talking to a believer here? I decree the blessing of Jehovah. I release an anointing upon your life today. You will never be the same. I see God doing something that you have never experienced before. In the name of Jesus, something is coming your way. There is a push. I hear angels coming and they are carrying parcels. They are carrying the goodness of God over your life. I came to tell somebody that your days of lack and your days of poverty and your days of anguish and your days of sorrow are over somebody shout it is over oh my god my god the first lesson I want to talk about is mind renewal Mind renewal. I beseech thee, therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this well, but be transformed, be metamorphosized, metamorphosized, transformation by the renewing of your mind. The reason why many people are poor, because they have been groomed from an environment of poverty. I'll share it with you. Some of you, you have silverwares. You, have, you bought expensive silverwares to cook from and you will never cook in it. You are still using the aluminum. That's how poor you are. Your, your aluminum. And every time you stir the stew, the aluminum is coming out of the, uh, the bowl. And it's mixing with your stew. Then you don't understand why you get cancer. Because aluminum is going into your body. Meanwhile, it's not that you don't have it too. You have, you have expensive silver where that you are packed on top of your, your cupboard. You are, you're, you're, mentally you are poor. Some of you, 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 you are still eating from, from uh, plastic papers. Plastic, uh, 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 what do we call it? Plates. And even your, your husband, your husband, your husband, 
the kind of China stuff you have, you can't serve your husband with it. You are waiting for a guest. What better guest do you have than your husband? <laughs> Poverty. You are, you are poor mentally. You are poor mentally. So God doesn't see why he must bless you or give you something new. Because all the new things you have, you can't use them. Some of you have clothes in your wardrobe. And the day you take the clothes out, they start coming into pieces. Poverty is a state of the mind before it became a state of the pocket. Woman of God, that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. Some of you sit here. You have never visited any restaurant in your life with your children. You are looking at my face. I know what I'm talking about. You will never, because immediately we talk about restaurant. Your mind goes, your mind goes, you know something. If we go to the restaurant, we are going to spend $200 cities. 200 cities. We can make a big bowl of stew. <laughs> we'll make a big bowl of stew and eat, and eat it little by little. So you, your children will grow up without knowing how to eat in a restaurant and they don't know the, 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 the protocol of eating with rich people. You are poor mentally. You are poor mentally. Everything must be poor. If it is not poor, you will never buy it. So at, up to today, you are looking for somewhere where everything is poor so you can have it for poor. It's too expensive. Why, why, should, why should Reverend fix all these lights here? They are so expensive. Why should we do all these things? We came to serve God. Let me tell you something. There is a law called the law of attraction. You attract your kind. If you are poor, you attract poor people. You don't want to clap? Go ahead and clap. Yeah, you, you attract poor if you are if you are poor, I can tell you that I'm a pastor. Man of God, you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter how anointed you are. That if you are poor, there are certain people who never come to your church. The chair even that you people are sitting on is an insult to him. As a man thinketh in his heart, you have been brought up in a family or in an environment or you have followed somebody a, a credible person you have believed that when we were growing up, do you know what they told us? If you wear a tie, you are misleading. Yeah, that's what they told us. You have to be very humble. So they associated poverty with humility. The devil is a liar. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? You have to be like Jesus. Make a mind. 
Mikamai, just just be gentle. And so 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 you have to take a vow of poverty. Amen. And they told us that if you're a Christian, don't be a lawyer because when you die, they will put your head. The devil is a liar. So you know what happened? We we relinquish the wealth of this world to the unbeliever. And then the unbeliever became the head. And that is why politicians today are crooked. Why? Because we don't have righteous people in government. Don't have righteous people in government. Why? Because we taught our children that everybody who is a politician is a thief. It's not true. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It's not true. Every lawyer is not a thief. Every lawyer is not a thief. The same way, if that is the truth, then you can't go to the hospital because there are a lot of doctors that are bad. Dog. It's not not true. Yeah, a lot of doctors that will give you bad injections. They are, they are suing, suing some right now in the U.S. where a gynecologist who is a man for over 40 years molested women it's a doctor. Yes. So don't tell me. Don't tell me that. The fact that other people are crooks doesn't mean that everybody is. The same way as pastors. Me, I don't believe in a pastor. Take yourself. <laughs> all pastors are thieves. All, all pastors. It's not true. It's never true. Because wherever you see a counterfeit, there is a real one. The reason why there is a counterfeit, because there is a real one. Without a real one, there will be no counterfeit. Number two, let's move. I won't go to church. I won't go to church anymore. I won't go to church. Because, you know, why should I go to church? Sure. It is the will of God for you to live your Christian experience in a local church. That's the will of God. For you to live your Christian experience. What is happening in Ghana right now about these pastors? As for me, I'm fed up about church. I won't go to... Really? Really? When you heard about the doctor misbehaving, did you say you won't see another doctor? Say amen. Am I talking to somebody? You need to renew your mind because just getting saved doesn't do the job. The hard work after being saved, I want you to hear me, is the mind renewer. The mind renewer is the hardest work. Why? Because the gospel have two forces. I want you to hear me. The gospel have two forces. Do I have some money here? Yes. Okay, we have the back and then we have the front. The gospel have two forces. One is the person of Christ. Another one is the principle he taught. So most of us know the person of Christ, but we don't know the principles he taught. That's why we are poor. Another one is the son of God, then the system of God. You know the son of God, 
but you don't know the system of God. God has a system. That's why we call it kingdom. Every kingdom operates by systems. The life of God. Then we have the law of God. We have the king and then we have the kingdom. One is experience with God. Another one is the expertise of God. One is heart-related. Another one is mind-related. Salvation is experienced instantly, but principles are learned progressively. So most of us are locked up with salvation. I'm born again. I'm born again. I'm born again. That is the reason why sometimes people are afraid to do business with church people. Because church people, a church person, a believer who has not been transformed and changed through the word of God is, has a corrupt mind. If you play with him, he will rob you first class. And I've dealt with a lot of them. I've dealt with a lot of corrupt people. Pa- pastors, pastors, eh? Some of them are so corrupt. Can I say this here? So I have a prophet that came to our church. Somebody asked him, introduce him, you know, please, he's in New York, please allow him. So I did. Next, he's moving around and then he's prophesying to people. Then he goes to this Jamaican woman and tells the Jamaican woman, um, the, the spirit of the Lord is telling me that you must leave New York and to go to Arizona. Hey! Now I'm trying to tell the woman, I'm your pastor. Uh, God did not say this to me. He said, no, the prophet said I should go to Arizona. So she packed her bag and baggage. And then she leaves with the family to Arizona. This is where it gets interesting. Another time, the next time, the prophet was in town. He comes back. If I mention the name, you know the person, so I'll mention the name. The prophet comes back to town. And then this woman comes. So he's moving through the people again. And then she goes to the same woman. And then she says to the woman, who told you to go to Arizona? The whole church said you. I have to close the meeting immediately. The embarrassment. I lost doctors in my church. I lost engineers in my church. I lost my lawyers in the church. A lot of things going on in Ghana. In the name of God. That has nothing to do with God. And one of the things I have seen here in Ghana, man of God, sit down. When you stand, I get nervous. I want you to listen to me. How can a believer, they say you were a prophetess or a prophet. How can another human being who is, who is supposed to be a witch speak through you? Hey, what's going on in Ghana? 
And then you start manifesting. And another person is speaking through you. And I killed him. I killed her. I will not allow her to succeed. And I'm asking myself, is the person a believer? Because I know that demons can't work through a believer. And this is and the reason why this is going on in Ghana because we have a church or the church of Jesus that refused to study the word of God and to know the word of God for themselves. Study to show thyself, approve unto God, a workman, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing. Thy word was heard, and I ate I your word, and your word was like unto me, the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I'm called by thy name. I'm called by thy name. Where without shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed to your word? Oh, with my heart have I saw thee. Let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid. I've hid your word in my heart that I am not sin against you. Am I talking to a believer here? Your word is like a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joint and the marrow and is the descender of thought and intents of the heart. But the word is powerful. The word is powerful. Study the word for yourself. Know the voice of God for yourself. Am I talking to a believer here? Shut amen. Oh my God. Bring me seven bottles of oil. Then this poor woman will carry. No, this poor woman will bring seven bottles of oil to the prophet. In the name of, I'm going to pray over the oil. Take the woman's money. Leave the oil in my office. Then I said, but you said, you go, so this is it's a business. I said, hey. I quickly disconnected fast. Fast. Before you mess up my integrity. You know, and these days, what some of these people do is that they look for a clean man of God and then they submit to you as a father so that they use your integrity to cover their foolishness. And a lot of us fathers in Ghana are money crazy. Let me go on. I know people are watching. A lot of them are online. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. God is coming after you. God is coming at What you are doing is demonic. It's divination. It's satanic. In South America, they call it uh, shamanism. 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 In South America, it's when another human being speaks through another human being. It's, they call it shamanism. And some of you, you don't stay in church. You, you are running after a prophet. And then when your life is messed up, you bring it to the man of God. Demons are in your womb. And you submit yourself to this stupid man. Huh, to give you what they call spiritual bath. Which is, where in the Bible do you see Jesus bathing anybody? 
Can I have amen in the house? Number two, you need the wisdom of God. You need the wisdom of God. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12, it says, I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Wisdom determines your favor. Favor schedules your season. And faith decides favor's timing in your life. Wisdom determines your favor. Favor schedules your season. And faith decides favor's timing in your life. Very important. The Bible says, through wisdom, a house is built. Some of us, the problem we have, church, it is not money issues. You have wisdom problem. The problem you have is wisdom problem. It's not money problem. I have come to experience or I've come to know that you just don't build with money. It is wisdom that builds a church. It's wisdom that builds a building. It's wisdom. You need the wisdom. It's the wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, seek for wisdom. And in all thy searching, search for understanding. Understanding and wisdom goes together. There are seven branches of wisdom. Understanding, prudence, eh? knowledge, and all. They all go together. But you need the wisdom of God. The reason why we are where we are is as an African continent. Poor. Because of the lack of wisdom from the top to the bottom. Why can we have gold and destroy our land? Meanwhile, other countries have gold and they don't destroy their rivers. I like the way Dr. Frank says it. He said, how do God put money in the ground and put foolish, top, foolish people on top of the land? So you know what to do because of lack of of wisdom and not seeking knowledge and seeking prudence, we mortgage our success to prayer. You know what makes me angry? One of the things that makes me angry is when I see a church that is meeting on a Tuesday or Monday at 10 o'clock for a prayer meeting. I thought you just went to church last Sunday. Why don't you leave them to go to work and, and, and mind their shops? Why do you want to have another service on a Monday at 10, 10 o'clock in the morning when people must be at work? Wisdom. So guess what? It's very pathetic. But foreigners are taking over our businesses. And guess what is happening? The Ghanaian has become the Libra for the Chinese and the Nigerian. Oh my God. I, am I okay? Am I, you, you are too quiet tonight. I said you are too quiet tonight. When are you going to use your brain? When are you going to think? When are you going to sit down and find out the how? How do I get out of this? Your problem is no money issues. Hear me. I am here to see anybody who prayed ah, and money started falling from the heaven. <laughs> Show me. I'll stop preaching and follow you. 
You pray that in the money. God is not a counterfeiter. God doesn't counterfeit money on earth. Otherwise, he will be an illegal person. God doesn't counterfeit money. God gives you and I the brain uh, to find out ideas, witty inventions, how to invent stuff. Huh? It is time for you to ask God, Father, I need wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Before we start talking about the anointing, which I'm yet to go into, okay? Let's talk about these things because you can be anointed without wisdom. You are just an anointed fool. We had a lot of foolish pastors behind our pulpit, just anointed by their fools. Somebody's going, mm. Mm. Lift up your right hand and say, I'm not a fool. Come on, say it again. Say, I'm not a fool. I speak wisdom into your life right now. I speak the wisdom of God into your life right now. You will never be a laborer for anybody here in Ghana. I decree that you are entrepreneur. You will have your own business. I'm not talking to a believer here. My God, you will have your own business and you shall hire other people to work for you. I declare and decree and speak over your life today that you will never be a laborer in Ghana. My God, you'll never be a laborer. How can you be born in Ghana? Somebody comes here uh, with, without even a visa and then you start becoming a laborer. Sit down. I'm done, eh? I see you playing the thing. Oh my God, number three. I have to run through this very fast. <laughs> Understand and accept that God desires you to prosper and that prosperity is for a purpose. It's for a purpose. I'll read two scriptures and I'll move on very fast. Psalm 35, verse 27. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Let's read it. Please put it on the screen for me. God prospers me for a purpose. God doesn't just prosper me so I can have 10 cars. Have 20 houses. What is the use? How many cars will I drive in? How many cars? Let them shout for joy. That favors and be glad. That favors is righteous cause. God has a cause. And God's cause on the earth must be sponsored with money. And so God seek your prosperity so that he can fulfill his own purpose on earth. He has a cause. Feeding the poor is a cause. Building a church is a cause. Evangelizing is a cause. Can you imagine if this man of God here have what it takes to have put this conference on TV tonight? But it's coming. I'm not here. I say it's coming. I'm not, you are not responding. I say it's coming. Listen, I decree by the word of the Lord that a year by this time, we shall be outside. Oh, am I talking to her? You are not believing. Let me go here. I say a year by this time, we shall be outside. Man of God, get ready because what you are using as a parking lot is a space for human beings. When you call for empowerment conference, the whole place is jammed to the back. 
Come on, put your hands together. Yeah. Yeah. God prospers us for a cause. He doesn't prosper us for nothing. So when you are asking God to prosper you, ask God, what is my assignment? What have I been assigned to do here on earth? What is my work on earth? I am, I am prosperous for a cause. To build a kingdom, to help poor people, to pay their fees. I'm believing God that by the grace of God, I'll be able to build a hospital in Ghana. Put your hands together. Yeah, I'm believing God. I have a land for it already. I'm believing God that I'll be able to build a, a hospital and bring the best yearly basis. Two years now, we haven't done it because of COVID and all that. But every year, we sponsor doctors here. We pay the affair. We bring medicine. We buy medicines, not for free. We buy them in, in, in loads and we ship them. When it comes to the harbor, we still have to pay to take them out. Clothes, shoes, uh, school uh, bags and, and books. And then we set up a clinic. Dentist. For free. It's not free. We paid for it. There's a cost. There is a reason why God prospers us. Church, if we are not very careful, we are just going to be comforted in these four rooms and forget the reason why we are here. Why should God make you a millionaire? I'm asking you. Some of you, your motive is so wrong that if you, if you even make 50000 today, you will stop coming to church. $50,000 is enough to make you backslide. You will stop. You won't come to church again. Some of you, if you, are, if you make $25,000, you will go and marry another woman right now. Your, your motive is totally messed up. You are corrupt. You don't even understand the purpose for your wealth. You don't understand. So it's difficult for God to use you to get anything out of you. It, hear me, child of God. If God cannot get it through you, he cannot get it to you. Number what? Number four. Number four. Number four. Believe in the grace to prosper. Believe in the grace that there is a grace that makes you prosper. Believe in that grace. Believe in it. Have faith that God wants you to prosper. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is your faith that impresses God. Believe that God wants you to prosper. And, and it, it, it will not matter where you are, who you are, what you have. Your belief will change your language. You can be walking on your, 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 your bare foot and you are still speaking. I am the blessed of God. All my needs are met. All my debts are canceled. You have only two shirts and you are declaring, I'm a millionaire because I believe my circumstances doesn't determine who I become. Amen. And I'm not framed by who, who, what I have. 
It is who I am on the inside that determines who I become. So I'm not moved by what I have right now and where I am. My future is bright. My God, my future is bright. The work of my hands are blessed. Everything I touch is blessed. I declare it. It is so. All my needs are met. All my debts are canceled. I am a millionaire. I will support the kingdom. I will be a kingdom promoter. I will be a kingdom builder. I will help poor people. What Meanwhile, you are very poor, but you are talking about you will hear you help poor people. You give people scholarships to go to school in the name of Jesus and you are declaring it because you believe it. You know what? Your believing defines what is possible. Your faith gives legs to your belief. Your faith manifests your, your, your realities. But your belief determines or defines what is possible for you. So it is, it's not enough to believe. Now you have to put faith to the belief and start practicing the principles. Start giving to the poor when you have nothing. Stop doing it. Number five. Two more and I'm done. Number five. Connect to the grace. The grace to give. The grace to give. The grace to give. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4 to 7. Overcome the fear of giving. Because sometimes when you are giving, it is like you, you are going to be, you are going to lose. A believer doesn't lose. A believer gains when he gives. The Bible says that just as you don't know, how the bone grows in the womb. So you don't know the work of God who doeth all things. He said, cast your bread upon the waters. And you shall find it after many days. It doesn't make sense. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Give me the scripture I gave you, please. The grace to give. You must have grace. If you don't have grace, you can never be a giver. Second Corinthians. Pray with much entreaty that you should receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Verse 5. And, the, and this they did, not as we hope, but first gave them, gave their own selves to the Lord and, on, uh, and unto us by the will of God. Verse 6. Then in so much that we desire titles that he might begin, so, so, he, will, so he will also finish in you this same grace that is this is a grace that gives we have different facets of grace there is a grace that allow you to be humble there is a grace that allow you to endure difficult times so you are going through difficult times and other people go through the same thing and they will die and you you are smiling and you are going through it because the grace of god cushions the blow The grace to give. The grace to give. You need grace. It took the grace of God for me to obey the voice of God and took my suit. One of my friends said to me yesterday when I was going home, one of, the, one of my friends, great man of God, he said, Bishop, when you remove that suit, 
please fold it. I'm coming to the house for it. And I said to him, oh, I gave it in the service. Where is the pants? Is the pants here? Where is it? Is it inside? Is the pants inside? It's there. Who, who did I give that, that thing to? He's not here. Can you imagine? May the Lord deliver him. <laughs> One day, Apostle General was in my church. Man of God. Church people. He took a bottle of water and he stood in front of one of the ladies in the church and he sprinkled the water on the person and said, tonight, this is what we shall do. We shall speak life. We shall speak life. Life, life. The woman sitting by her said, please, don't miss tonight's service. The man of God may not know what he did, but you, it is possible that prophetically something is happening that we need to cancel. He said, oh, I've heard it many times. Familiarity to the things of God have kept us where we are. Guess what happened? So that night, the woman said, I even gave her money to buy gas in her car so she can come. She took the money and never came. Monday, she has closed from work, going home with her husband on the Tapanzi Bridge. You know the Tapanzi in New York, going upstate. Yeah, in the, on the Tapanzi Bridge, a man and his wife came opposite direction. Face them. You know in America, highway, you don't meet any car. But this, this old man and his wife came through the wrong exit and came going the opposite direction. They bypass every car. And then they hit this car headlong. And they had an accident on the bridge. And the woman died instantly. I saw it on TV. I didn't know it's a member of my church. They brought the woman out of the car and put her on the street and covered her with a cloth. And I, I said, my heart, I said, Lord, please, who is this woman? Who is this woman? Only to hear that it was the woman that refused to come to the service on a Sunday, died on a Tuesday evening. That's how church people are. We casualize the presence of God. We casualize meetings like this. When I have, I have spent time and hours and days fasting and praying that God will use me as a blessing. You have no idea standing here. An angel is working for you. You have no idea. But if you don't understand spiritual things, you casualize these meetings. Right. Instant, instant death. The husband by the side, the husband didn't die. The two men who hit her didn't die. She was the only one that died. That you know that the enemy targeted her. But stupidity killed her. The grace. You need to grow in this grace. The grace to give. Because your future is determined by your giving level. 
you don't have a future. The only thing that determines a man's future and a woman's future is your ability because your giving determines your harvest. It is not God that determines your harvest. It is your giving. God gives you a seed, but God doesn't give you a harvest. How do you sit in church and you are afraid to tithe? You are afraid. Fear grips you when we talk about money. The devil put this fear about money in church. That a lot of men of God are afraid to talk about money in church. Why? Because the devil knows that money is the wheel of the gospel. So once he removes the wheels, the truck will not move. Number five. Number six. (sighs) Number six. Overcome laziness. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 10 and 11. Then I'll, I'll give you the last one and then we'll close. Move into the, another service with the communion and all that. Overcome laziness. Sloppiness. Do not be slothful. But followers of those who through faith and patience inherited the promise. Man of God, do you know that it takes diligent people to follow you? If you are not diligent, they they can't follow you. They can't mimic your faith. It takes diligence. People people who who are lazy can't mimic your faith. Diligence. That's what Paul said. Follow. Mimic those who through faith and patience inherited the promise. To every promise, to every prophetic word, to every revelation, there is a faith process to bring it to pass. And you can look at what God is doing in other people. Can I have amen? amen? Give me the scripture. Give me the scripture. Laziness. Lazy. There is nothing that cures laziness. Prayer doesn't cure laziness. People are mentally lazy. Others too are physically lazy. Lazy. You are so lazy that when you sleep and you wake up, you are still tired. I hate lazy people. I hate laziness. Yet a little sleep, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Keep on folding your hands. Idle hands. Do something. Find something to do. I told them the other day, I said, Me, if I'm in Ghana and I have no work, you know what I'll do? I'll devise a way. Just make some jollof, put it on a cart. Huh? put on a suit nicely and put on my tie and dress like an American and put on a hat. You know, the American, the Dallas, your thing. Eh? If I have uh, some cowboy boots, I'll wear them and I'll be pushing the thing, my yokogali or my uh, jollof rice just because of the way I look. People will just want to buy because of the way I'm dressed. I, I am fascinating people by my look. And they, oh, come, 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 come. And they will buy. You are lazy. Say, I'm looking for a job. Don't look for a job. Create one. Create a job. 
do something with your hands. Dream. What can I do with my hands? Because God blesses what you do. Laziness is what is killing the, the continent of Africa. Laziness. And it's all over the place. It's so sad, eh? It's very, very sad. So it's so sad. It's so sad. People come and you tell them, go to school. Go to school. I don't know whether you miss some of them. Go to school. You encourage them. Go to school. And they refuse to go to school. They want something that they can do to give them money today. Without understanding that if they can go to school eh, and graduate, eh, what they will make one year, they will make that money in one year what they have been working for for 10 years. Laziness. A little, your, the Bible says your poverty shall come upon you like an animal. Let, let me tell you, prayer doesn't cure laziness. Prayer doesn't cure laziness. Huh? A woman, you leave your husband in the house and you go to a prayer camp. You go and stay in a, a prayer camp for, for three weeks. Then I will show you as it. Then you don't understand when your husband is going after somebody else. Everything we have. I believe in prayer. My friend calls me a, a, a prayer machine. I pray a lot. But I've come to understand that prayer doesn't cure poverty. You can pray and remember you will get up in the morning and you are still poor. Can I have a man in the house? Can I have a man in the house? Ask yourself, what can I do? What can I do? Dream. Think. Think. Huh? And when God gives you an opportunity to work for somebody, do it like your own business. Do it. Do it like your own business. Why is it that you can't trust a Ghanaian to work? Why is it that you employ a Ghanaian to do some work? They will mess up the business. You know, I, I, I had a poultry farm. Oh, yeah. Here in Accra. Invested thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. They destroyed everything. On a 12-acre on a land with buildings. Yeah, 12-acre land. Generator. I'm the, I was the one that brought electricity from, from the street to the village. In my, my capacity, I want to believe God that I can create a business for people to work. The people that I hired were the people that destroyed. People will steal the eggs and tie them at the back of their back and take it home without understanding that while you are stealing the eggs, you are destroying your own future. Christians, I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to you. You see, these are principles of success. If you don't take care of what belongs to somebody else, you'll never have your own. That's what Jesus said. You need somebody, it's time for us, men of God, to stand up in our pulpit and tell the church that you need to be truthful and have integrity when you are working for somebody. Oh, man of God, 
my heart was broken eh? when i when i went to the farm my heart was dis- my heart was broken eh? to a point my mother lives in koforidua the farm is on the koforidua when we get to where the farm is i turn my face to the mountain i don't want to see the building Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. I remember one day I brought him $80,000 to invest in the farm. They destroyed everything. Ghanaians. Huh? Yes. So the man said to me, he said, you made a mistake. I said, what mistake did I make? He said, you should have gone to India to bring an Indian expatriate to manage the farm for you. He said, all of them will submit to the Indian and you will never have a loss. How do I live in my land and employ my own people and bring a foreigner from outside to come and rule over them? We bring the same attitude to church. I'm not a pastor. So I don't care what happens. It was just the grace of God that kept me alive. Share. Mama, onyamia dumu, mesike famitrim. If I didn't spend at all, I spent over $500,000, half a million. I didn't get a dime back. I didn't get one CD as a profit. Laziness. Hear me. See some of us church pastors, some of you think that we have nothing to do, that's why we are pastors. Trust me. Trust me. It's, It's never true. Share. Some of us, we are, we, God has blessed us with business minds. I am not pastoring because I have nothing to do with my life. This is a call. I am called to do this and I do it with joy. That's why I move, I keep on going from one place to another place because, because I must work the works of him who called me. Why it is day for the night cometh. Well, no man can work. This is what God, I've been doing this from 1982. I can tell you, I've had vacation only once. And it was Mike Mudok that forced me to go on vacation. The last one. You are quiet. Why do you go and bring an Indian? Why do you go and bring a Nigerian to manage your business? I have Nigerians working in my house right now. Huh? All the, when you come home, you see all the people working for them are Ghanaians. And they are the boss. They take the money and give them something. If you like, put a Ghanaian as the contractor and all the people that are working for him will destroy his work. What kind of people are we? Mindset. We bring the same thing to the U.S. and around the world. Every church you see a lot of Ghanaians there. There is problem. 
Oh, you heard it. It's all over. Amsterdam. As for Italy, it's worse. Amsterdam is worse. All over. Anywhere you see God. So God has blessed me. I'm, my church is, we are 5% Ghanaians. There is no way Bishop Palote can do what I, I have done by the grace of God in the city of New York if I was surrounded by Ghanaians. You are shaking your head. We need, we need, we need an authority over these things to speak these things in the nation because we are becoming an eyesore to the world. Look at churches in Nigeria. Look at churches in Nigeria. Look at the, 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 the prosperous churches. How can you compare? Let somebody buy some kind of car, a Rolls Royce for you. You will see how many people will stop coming to the church. Even though it's not their money. We see Kanyirae. I lost this. And they stop. I know. I know what I'm talking about. Because when I moved, when I, when I bought my, my house in New York, the Ghanaians in the church stopped coming. You know why? Because they were expecting me to buy a house in the Bronx. Because I went to outside to New Rochelle. They stopped coming to church. What kind of human beings are, are we? Because they cannot accept the success of a man of God. It's time for us to get up and say, listen, we are going to expand this building. We want our pastor's voice to go abroad. What can we do to put our pastor on national TV? It's time for us to get up. Church, ICGC, open heavens. It's time for a few of us to get up and mobilize ourselves and say to ourselves, our man of God is too low dead to be hidden here. Let's put him on the national TV. Even if it's once a week, it's okay. Let's begin from there and let's see what God will do. What is wrong with us? Straight. I'm telling you, because I will never follow anybody to live a poor life. Do you know where I'm coming from? I've been poor before. I know what poverty is. It's amazing how people will love you when you are poor. They want to keep you poor. Lord, keep the pastor poor and we shall keep him humble. With that understanding that the oil flows from the head. How? The Bible says that it is like the oil that flows from the head to the beard. If there is no oil of prosperity on your man of God, there will be no oil on you because the oil always flows. It, it is against the law of gravity for the oil to flow from down to top. Let me finish. Papa, papa, papa. Papa, papa. Prosperity. It's time for us to change our mind. Seek the prosperity of your sister. Push your sister. Buy. Do you, you, 
you know what is what 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 disturbs me? When you come to the US, man of God, every Chinese restaurant have only Chinese waiters. It is only black businesses that leaves a black business to go and shop in another race. It is said that before one dollar leaves a Jewish community, it has gone through the community seven times. To African. Because, listen, I know a woman in our church who was a hairdresser. The day she bought a house, that is the day all the Ghanaians stopped going to her place. Yes. That, that is the mindset. The reason why we are where we are. We are very educated, but we are going nowhere because of this character. How's the, the, this character? Huh? You know this man of God that built an auditorium in Nigeria that sit 105,000 people. Yeah. 105,000 people. Eh? And people are still giving. Can you imagine if these people understand this message and God start prospering them? Next year, by the time we come, all the other streets, all the buildings... They will buy, you buy it, all the buildings there. And people, there are people here who are struggling to find a place to lay their head. And when they come to the office and they, tell, they, they talk to you, you tell the secretary, please go and open one of the rooms for him so that he and his family can have a place to stay for a little bit before they come back to society. What is wrong with us? Number seven, key into the anointing of the financial deliverer key into the anointing of your financial deliverer. Elijah was a financial deliverer to the widow woman. And for the woman to be delivered from instant and premature death, Elijah said to the woman, I want you to make the cake for me first. Let me eat. First. Key into the anointing. God will send you a deliverer. But the deliverer carries an oil. And that oil is connected to the instructions that the deliverer will give you. Key into the anointing. In the name of Jesus, I challenge you. You're going to do something you have never done before. In the act of apostles, man of God, the Bible said in Acts of Apostles, chapter 4, chapter 5, the Bible says they sold their properties and they brought the money to the foot of the apostles. They sold their properties. If not for those people, eh, the, the message wouldn't have come to us because money is the wheel of the gospel. I'm waiting for you. You weren't here. You are watching online. You are watching online. You say, how can I be part of it? There are phone numbers there. There are ways you can key into this oil. You must never, let me tell you, the, 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 the servant of God that God sends to you as a deliverer, the anointing works in the moment where the deliverer is there. Once the deliverer goes, the anointing goes with him. So what I'm trying to share with you tonight is that 
the oil to this is connected to a man. The man carries an instructions. And God is speaking to you. I'm not going to tell you what you have to do. Because God has already spoken to you. Your key to your tomorrow is, is what we are doing right now. If you miss it, you have missed God. Stand. Oh my God. Thank you. Lift up your hand. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? I want some, some people to help me tonight. I want you to help. Lift up your hand. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As I pray tonight. As I pray tonight. Every demon of poverty. Every demon of poverty. In my background. In my background. My mother's house. My mother's house. My father's house. My father's house. Every premature death. Every premature death. In the name of Jesus. In the name, name of, Jesus. of Jesus. I exercise authority. I exercise authority. And dominion. And dominion. Over you right now. Over you right now. I make a declaration. I make a declaration. That I am the blessed of that God. I am the blessed of God. Blessing is manifested. And the blessing is manifested. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As I clap my hands. As I clap my hands. And as I pray. And as I pray. Miracles have started. Miracles have started. Come on, clap your hands. Oh, come on, keep on praying. the favor of God is reaching you right now. Wherever you are, God is showing you favor. Amen. You are coming out Amen. of anything Amen. and everything Amen. that held you captive. In the name of Jesus, Amen. as we pray and as we clap our hands, the favor of God delivered by an angel tonight I decree a 24 hour miracle for somebody tonight clap your hands Shut up, 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 shut up
Lift up your two hands. Lift up your two hands. The Son of God is lifted high. Son of God is lifted. Lift up your hands. The Son of God is lifted high. The Son of God is lifted high. Jesus is He's lifted high. The Son of God is lifted high. Oh, the Son of God is lifted high. The Son of God is lifted high. Oh, the Son.
will be coming out of you. Testimonies are coming out of you. I'm waiting to hear your testimony. I'm waiting to hear your testimony of favor and greatness and goodness. In the name of Jesus, the son of the living God, you are the blessed. Now hear me. God have anointed you tonight to be the family, the, the record breaker of your family. I'm not here. I say you are the record breaker. Shout it. I'm the record breaker of my family. Shout it three times. I am the record breaker of my family. I am the. May it be so. May it be so. May it be so. May you do things in your family that nobody have ever done. May you build houses that nobody ever built. May you raise businesses that nobody ever raised. In the name of Jesus. 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 
may you carry your family name abroad may people hear of your family because of you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach I speak blessings upon you in Jesus name and shout a big amen now take your seat take your seat take your seat